Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your It's Friday. It sure enough is. Edwin, I got you here with me on Friday. How you doing today, buddy? I am fantastic. I'm looking over in third chair. We got uh, Colin Slayton here. How are you today? I'm doing really well. I'm happy it's Friday. Yeah, boy, it feels good being Friday, doesn't it? It does. It feels amazing. Because you're looking forward to preaching to us in just a few minutes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's right. And, of course, uh, as we're rolling into uh, the final uh, Sunday of the month. Uh, no. 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 It'll be the first Sunday of July. Oh, that's right, because mm-hmm. here it is, the 30th. Yes. Yeah, first Sunday Tomorrow July. is July 1st. Yeah, well, wow. hey, you know what? We're excited about uh, the uh, the holiday coming up, 4th yeah. of July weekend. Yeah. And I know some people will be traveling. You may find yourself coming down Tampa Way, and if you're here this weekend, we hope you'll come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information about our service times and location, you will find at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to meet you. A warm welcome awaits you. Yes, Psalm 96, we're wrapping up today, and of course, it is always Good Friday on Text Talk, so we're going to be looking for Jesus in Psalm 96 today. We've actually already found him multiple times this week because the gospel is present in Psalm 96, but I'm going to read from the Jewish Publication Society translation, so from the JPS, Psalm 96. O sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth, sing unto the Lord, bless his name, proclaim his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and highly to be praised, he is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are things of naught, but the Lord made the heavens." Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the peoples. Ascribe unto the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. The world also is established that it cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field exult and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood sing for joy before the Lord, for he has come. For he has come to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. What a beautiful picture of all the peoples and all the creation welcoming the Lord. The coming of the Lord and everybody just wants to praise and shout and rejoice. Here he is. The Lord has come. The Lord has come. The Lord is king. The Lord is king. That's actually a big, big deal in the minor prophets, what we call the minor prophets. You get to Zechariah, and he wants to make sure that everybody knows the Lord is king, and the king is coming, and the king is coming into his own, and he will judge, and he will reign. Uh, He is reigning. Uh, I mean, this is one of those kind of already but not yet. Yeah. Or I've actually recently thought about uh, how Jesus would talk about something, the hour uh, the, the the hour is coming and yeah. is now here. Is now I realize, here. you know, it's interesting. He talks about something that is coming and is now and here. Is now we here. talk about the already and not yet. I think I want to start talking about the, the coming but now here. The coming it's, and now it's here. That, it's that same idea. So he is he is king. God, God did not become king yeah. on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. He has been king. He has been reigning sure. for all eternity past. 
and for all eternity future, he will reign. But of course, we see in that new covenant a, a, a more full expression of that kingdom. And yet, of course, we're looking forward to eternity mm-hmm. where, where that is where it is fully realized in the resurrection. Well, and I think we have the expectation as New Testament Christians that our Lord will come. He's coming back, yes. and, and we are looking forward to that. Yes. In fact, let me make a connection here. And this is something, I, I, I know this is going to get a little bit technical, but it's something I think we should recognize. We as English speakers and English readers of our scripture, uh, we, we need to recognize this. So I read today from the Jewish Public, Publication Society translation. And uh, the, the reason why I thought that would be a, a good thing to do is because I want to talk a little bit about how Jews throughout history have used the theonym, the name of God. Mm-hmm. We pronounce it often either Jehovah or Yahweh. Okay. It, it comes from what is called the tetragrammaton. Mm-hmm. All right. Tetra meaning four, mm-hmm. grammaton meaning writing or letters. Mm-hmm. And so in the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, the, often you find these four letters, mm-hmm. Yod, He, Vav, He. It's, uh, or as it's transliterated in English, Y-H-W-H. Those four letters were the unpronounceable word that was supposed to represent the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the nation of Israel, the I am, the name. I am name, that okay. covenant name, but it was, but it was an unpronounceable word, and I don't know if that's because, oh, hey, we're supposed to see it as something that does not, you know, these letters coming together. What kind of word would it be? Or if it's just the fact that they just weren't supposed to pronounce it. Mm. And the idea was for the Israelites and the ancient Israelites is that we're not supposed to take the Lord's name in vain. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to profane the Lord's name. And we today tend to make that, you know, don't swear falsely by his name, don't use his name as an exclamation or right. as just an expression of extreme emotion. And we talk about that using God's name in vain. But for the Israelites, their, their thought of profaning God's name is, I have said profane things from this mouth. And so if I'm going to put God's name in this mouth, I am profaning that name just because this, this mouth is profane. profane. I am a man of unclean lips, like mm-hmm. Isaiah says. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of the, you know, to, to say yeah. the name of the Lord on unclean lips defiles the name of the Lord. So they were like, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it. Whenever they came to those four letters, the Tetragrammaton, instead of saying or trying to pronounce the word, they would substitute the word Adonai. Really? Yes. And so, you know, as, as we come up tr- to it today, a, a lot of folks today really like the translations that go ahead and put Yahweh in or Jehovah, yeah. which is fine. And I'm not saying that, uh, that their pro- approach to it was the absolute correct way, but it was what they were doing there to make sure they wouldn't profane God's name. So they would say Adonai, which was the generic word for master, master or Lord. Yeah. So I might call my boss Adonai. Mm-hmm. A slave at that time would call their master Adonai. Right. You would call the governor or the king or the prince Adonai. You would uh, anybody that you were showing respect to, you might call them Adonai, Lord or Master. So even though Yahweh or the Tetragrammaton is there on the scroll, yes, from the public reading, it's going to be Adonai, and that's going to be understood by the audience for Yahweh. 
Well, I, I, you know what? I can't tell you what the audience would have understood. Okay. Recognizing that a lot of them couldn't read on their own. They yeah. would hear at an eye. I'm not sure that just confusing. hearing it. I'm not sure that just hearing it, they would necessarily know which ones were, yeah, it's actually at an eye on the text and which ones are actually the tetragrammaton. Those hearing, I don't know what they would know. Yeah. Here's, here's the reason I bring this up, though. When the Greeks came along and made us the Septuagint. Yeah. They respected that idea, and so they, whenever they came to the Tetragrammaton, I'll get that word out, I've been trying to say it a lot, Those, when they came to the te- Tetragrammaton, they simply provided the Greek generic word for Lord, kurios. Okay. Okay, so in the Greek language, it is a generic term for Lord. You know, the, the slave would call his master kurios. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you, if you were trying to show respect to someone, you'd call them kurios, the governor, the king, kurios. It was just the generic term. And so in the Greek translation, whether reading or hearing, you just have kurios, mm-hmm. and there's no distinction at all. So just reading the Greek translation, you wouldn't necessarily know which was which. Yeah. Now, here's why that's important and why I'm bringing it up today. That I, I get that's pretty technical, coming a long way around. When we get into the New Testament, one of the things that's interesting is there is no Greek transliteration for the four letters, for Yahweh. There's, there's no, uh, even when they're quoting the Old Testament, they just use the word kurios. Hmm. So a lot of times in the New Testament, when we see the word Lord, kurios, we really do have a reference to the Lord. The Lord. But but because Yahweh. these were people who were raised up on the Greek translation, yeah. they said it in exactly the same way as they had heard it and read it throughout their Hebrew scriptures. And so with that in mind, and I know I took a long time on that, sorry guys, but let's go to Romans chapter 1. I, here's what I want to bring up. When we go to Romans chapter 1, I'm going to read several verses right here at the beginning of Paul's letter. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. I want you to see about the sake of, for the sake of his name among all the nations. We want to get his name out to all the nations. Who is this Jesus Christ? He is our Lord. Now, again, that word is kurios, but for everyone hearing this, when it first came out, for the Jews and the Gentiles who were familiar with that Old Testament Septuagint, there's that that's the word that they read and heard referring to the Lord in Psalm 96. What have we got here? We've got get his name to the nations. We've got the fact that he is the king. He's the descendant from David. Mm-hmm. He is the son of man. He is the son of God. He is the Lord. I'll tell you what that's saying. I, I don't I don't think he's specifically referring to Psalm 96. But what Paul is saying is not just Jesus is some type of generic master or Lord. He is the Lord. Mm-hmm. He, this, mm-hmm. this Lord that we're reading about in Psalm 96, he is, he, that's him. He's and, him. And throughout these Psalms. And throughout these Psalms, yeah. he is him. And it's not, I mean, and that, that is exactly how they would read it and exactly how they would hear it as they were making their progression through Scripture to that new covenant. And so when we hear about the Lord in Psalm 96 and the Lord reigns, mm-hmm. he's king, mm-hmm. I mean, that's Jesus. Yeah. And what's he going to do? He's coming to judge the earth. Jesus is coming to judge the earth. 
All right, Colin, I know this this year you're going to learn. I, I can sometimes wax the elephant a little bit and go mm-hmm. long. Andrew's used to it, but I, again, I want to make sure you guys have time to chime in. So, Colin, what, what, what are you thinking as you hear all that, as you think about this concept? Yeah, well, I think, well, looking at the psalm, you know, there seems to be this, like, gladness that the Lord is coming again to judge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we should be the same as well. Um, you know, I, again, I quoted it on Monday, but I can't help but think about Jude where, there's a judgment coming for those who are evil and corrupt. Those who uh, who live sensuality and live sexual moral lives and etc. But um, but there's a harsh judgment coming to those who deny God and don't live for Him. But there's a hope for us, you know, when He comes back that we will be with Him. And you know, and at the end of Revelation, uh, verse I think it was twenty or twenty one or twenty two, He says. That, you know, surely I'm coming again. And uh, John says, amen, come again, Lord, or Lord, come. Yes, and, yes. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and I, I also was thinking of um, the Apostle Paul. You uh, emphasized where he was declaring that Jesus is Lord in the book of Romans in the first chapter. But similarly, as he ends 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter, verse 22, if anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. O Lord, come. Maranatha. You have anathema Maranatha. Yeah. And uh, so there is an imprecation or a curse upon those who will not love the Lord, who? Jesus Christ. And then Lord, come. He's invoking the Lord to come. Yeah. Love the Lord. Love his coming. Yeah. Love his, the fact that he's going to come in judgment. I'm thinking about Titus chapter two and verse 11, where it talks about the grace of God having appeared. So the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. The grace has appeared. That's Mm -hmm. talking about Jesus coming in the first instance when he came and he died on the cross and he rose on the third day, demonstrating his deity, his kingship, his sonship to God. But now we are waiting for him to come in glory. And there Paul makes it very clear because it really is. Jesus is our great God and Savior Mm -hmm. in that verse. And he is coming and he's coming in judgment. And for those who bow the knee to Jesus, we who give our allegiance to King Jesus, that is going to be a fantastic, awesome glorious day yeah and if you're listening and you have not given your allegiance to king jesus we would invite you to do that do not wait do not hold off if we can help you with that email us text talk at christiansmeethere.org we will do whatever we can to help you be a part of jesus kingdom we're going to go ahead and wrap up with a prayer mm-hmm. our dear heavenly father we are so thankful for this day that you have blessed us with. Uh, Lord, I pray that we spread the gospel, spread the good news of about you and that you reign and that you are forever and you are eternal. Lord, I pray for those who have not committed their lives to you and are living, living lives for themselves, living, fulfilling their desires, that they change before it's too late, Lord. We know you're coming. And we look forward to that day. 
We're thankful for you and we're thankful for your son and his sacrifice on the cross. In your son's holy name, amen. 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 Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.